0: Bueller, 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 Bueller. We go. Good morning. Terry Wilson, he's going to throw!
1: Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! <laughs> <laughs> Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad. Bad girl. They... Buggers!
0: Oh, buggers over here.
1: Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. And oh! Aaron Harrison!
0: the police! We did it. We beat those British We beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. What an adorable, what an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from
1: the gun, play fake, step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline! He's got Johnson! Three, two, one, touchdown,
0: Kentucky! Jesus, Rash, get it together! It's game day, come on! Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker
1: and Roush.
0: Good morning, and welcome into Kentucky Roll Call on the Big X Sports Radio, ninety-six and 1 FM, fourteen fifty AM. Roll Call, Nick,
2: TJ Walker,
0: Justin, Kalen. We're all having some technical difficulties just to kick off our Monday morning. Cause what wouldn't it be if it wasn't a cold, rainy Monday after a Kentucky loss? Um, yeah, that—that's just that's what we're dealing with this morning, Scoots. Um, I. Uh, I've already got an angry phone call from my wife because, uh, yeah, his, yeah, yeah. That's just, that's what we're
2: gonna deal with this week. This is gonna be one of those weeks. What if I tell you I'm not down for that? I'm trying to make this a good week. I don't have a long week this week, so. Oh, is it? Yeah, is it, you're. Is it possible? Your radio to, marathon's over. Is it possible to have a good week after a Kentucky loss to the Vols? I guess that's the question I need to ask.
0: I mean, we've done it so often. We should have this thing figured out by now. the the uh, The part for me is that it's just like, can I not just get this? the It's it's the it's all the stupid stuff that you have to like painstakingly take care of, um, the stuff you don't want to take care of. Ah, my stupid car that just is like, you know what? We're gonna fix you, but you're not gonna get fixed. But we're gonna fix you, and it's just, it's just a whole saga. That thing, it's never gonna end. Same thing with my stupid roof. Thing's never gonna end. Fighting the insurance company, it's just never gonna end. Tennessee, Kentucky, losing that team, it's never gonna end. It's just, it's just unending. It just, it just, it doesn't stop. Never stops. And then, uh at least, at least we had a, a fun NFL Sunday. Scoots, our Steelers aren't good no. at football. No, they aren't. I, I would like to think, though, that they would have had a shot if Kenny Pickett didn't get hurt.
2: No, they wouldn't um, have. Nope. Steelers are terrible. It's kind of like TJ's Packers. They're just, both are destined for failures this year. Yeah,
0: but it, TJ's Packers are much worse than our Steelers, though. We can agree on that at least, right?
2: Yeah. I agree. Yeah.
0: Okay. There we go. Oh, <laughs> TJ's trying TJ's to defend Mike's himself. <laughs> the, I know. Well, know isn't on.
1: Can, uh, Steelers definitely would have had a chance if. Pickett hadn't gotten hurt what are you talking about
0: it turns out mitch is a total bum
1: had a chance with trubisky and he just was horrible as everybody imagined what game were you watching he
0: threw he threw that pick into triple coverage i'm like what are you looking at dude like
1: you're just like uh, living on a prayer here come on yeah green bay is bad though i I knew that even even still like gosh for being bad they are and this is kind of just the nfl as a whole product but like They've had the ball within the red zone two times in the fourth quarter, zero points to show for it. They lose by by two scores. Uh, that they, they, like, They've got to get rid of LaFleur. They've got to get rid of everybody in the coaching staff, but especially LaFleur. He's terrible. It wasn't a very good sports weekend, but it was a, a good weekend, Every everything else. Uh, have you uh, addressed why Scoots is wearing a toboggan?
0: No, have not. Um my head's
2: cold. He's, it, got, it. A chilly, he's got a chilly head because he shaved it. You know what they said. Like, I've always heard that bald guys get their head get cold heads. Never really understood it until now. Yeah, it's, it's even, a real thing. even sleeping with like the fan blowing on your head. Ooh, gets gets chilly at night.
1: <laughs> so how how did it go? Scoots dressed up as stone cold Steve Austin for his Poker party on Saturday night I wanna, We need to hear all about it we Yeah, to so with the
2: important it, it was awesome Um, I, I had coordinated with One of my buddies who knew that I was coming To Stone Cold because I wanted to have him Play the entrance music I wanted the glass Breaking I wanted the song jamming As I walked in so he brought his big speaker Hooked up his Phone to it and, and played the Stone Cold Entrance as soon as I got there I was coordinating With him when I would be there so I knew where Everybody was going to be in terms of the party Like what building they were going to be in and so I get there. He plays the music, and I just I come in with two Miller lights, slam them together, crush them over my head, and I throw them on the ground. Put my arms up like I just won the championship belt. And all I can remember is my dad go, him laughing and him going, "No way!" and coming up to me and rubbing my head. But no, it was awesome. I was a, I was a big hit at the poker party on Saturday. If we had a costume competition, no question, I would have won easily. Although there were some good ones, but no, it was, it was a lot of fun on Saturday for sure. I'm, I'm glad I did it. It's already starting to grow back, so.
1: What was some of the other competition for the, the costume? Uh,
2: one of my buddy went as Jelly Roll, and he brought his wife, who was Bunny, I guess is her name. I'm not really uh-huh. sure. I'm not really sure who that was. but So they came as that. Um, my sister and her husband were a hunter and a deer, which doesn't really make sense. Like, why would he want to kill her? It's his wife. Anyways, um, we had another guy who was a hunter. Um, my buddy Jake was a formula one driver. My dad was eye candy. He had eyeballs and candy all over him. So that was pretty neat.
1: <laughs> that's, that's nice. Yeah. I
2: like that one. Yeah. I like that
1: good. a bunch of people at a peak and poker party just wore camo. So there yeah.
2: Well, uh, there was a few people that didn't get the memo about dressing up. So they kind of got there and that was like their last minute. Like, Oh crap, I don't have an outfit. Well, here you go. We got plenty of camo. We're out in Palmyra.
1: I would imagine. So but, it worked yeah. out. I imagine the camo is is uh is free flowing there. Did you shave your armpits to no. complete the Stone Cold look?
2: Does Stone Cold go shaved armpits? Oh yeah. Does he really? Yeah, he, oh yeah. Huh. Well, yeah. no, I did. I didn't feel the need to do that because I, I was. You're wearing, making that up, T.J. I was okay. wearing an Austin 316 oh, t-shirt all night, so I didn't need to shave the armpits.
0: Well, but I, I did you wear.
2: You should. You all should have seen these shorts I had. Holy smokes! I felt like I was a Daisy Duke. They were so short. I was so worried about you know all night so (laughs) it was a good time
1: yeah you get a good poker hand and you 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 let it all hang out what did did you wear were they were they jorts were they yeah short
2: very much jorts yeah but they were just they were short i wanted them to be short so people could see like the knee brace i was wearing but they were just way shorter than i was anticipating
1: well i mean
2: what's that shave his armpits
1: Oh, so will I be receiving an apology?
0: <laughs> Never. But, wow. Shaved armpits. Yeah, I didn't I, know that. My, my to- wife has always wanted me to, like, that to be the losing thing in a wager. Like, well, if you lose, you have to shave your armpits. And I'm terrified of it. Like, that, like, genuinely, I I just can't even, I, I, the thought of doing that just freaks me out. I don't know what it is about that. But it's like I've had hair under my armpit for twenty years. Like what? 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 I I I don't even know what. I can't imagine. Can't imagine.
1: Why does she? Why does she want you to do that?
0: Because she knows it freaks me out so much. Oh, <laughs> like it's gotcha. It's purely just because oh, like okay. she mentioned it once and I freaked out. So now it's you know it's like calling somebody the nickname they don't want and they freak out and then you're stuck with it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I don't think it'd be my preference to shave my armpits, but I don't think. It would be, like, the le- my my least favorite thing in the world that I could do. But, uh, Scoots, you, we didn't get to see the full costume picture, which oh, is you a little will. disappointing. You will. I'm but waiting until tomorrow. But we did get to at least see some pictures of you with your head shaved. You look good. You committed to the bit. I think that's important. Uh, that that was cool to see. Is it
2: uh, is it bad that I'm kind of – so yesterday I realized that there's, like, hairs poking through. And a little part of me is sad that it's already growing back. Like I, I, I kind of wanted this thing to last a little bit.
0: We'll just shave it again. No, like that's, that's the thing no. about, sh- that's the thing about shaving your head. Like it, it, it grows back. It'll be there whenever you need it. You can just, I just, I didn't think I would like,
2: I didn't think I would like it as much as I did, but I, I do. I think it looks kind of good. I like the goatee
0: too. You have a very full goatee. <laughs> it is, it is straight high school football coach. Um, You know, just give you a whistle and a clipboard, and you're ready.
1: Scooch, we missed you at the Halloween Spooktacular. Oh, uh, man. Roush is the only Big X member to show up.
2: Wow, good for you, Roush.
1: Yeah, I wonder what the the Big X crew has to say about all that. Uh, He was just one of a few people, though, not to wear a costume.
2: Wow, Um, boo!
1: No no costume Mm -hmm. for Roush. But did show up. Hopefully had a good time, had a spooky good time, positively ghoulish. Oh.
0: Duke had a the, – the boys were big fans because uh, they love Halloween decorations and the walkers are not in short supply when it comes to <laughs> Halloween decorations. Although, um, my wife and I were trying to figure out about Rip and Ripette. Um, on the, who, who are those people, TJ, on your tombstones?
1: Oh, man, that that's just kind of like a sign of – you know, who's clever and who's not clever. And unfortunately, the Roushes are telling on themselves. Well, it, it, that was
0: my thought. Is it's, it's just like a joke. Like, his name's Rip, and it's like Ripette, right? Is that is that the – is that No, the game? it's
1: like Rip, Ribbit, Rip, Ribbit.
0: Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> right, I did not think – But I, I usually go with a – Like, I think of Ribbit with a R-I-B and not a P.
1: Well, this is – It's spelling – Rip rip it.
0: Yeah, there's I know. Little, there's,
1: I... there's a little frog there, too, if you saw.
0: Oh, I didn't see the—I didn't notice the frog. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty good, though. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> so the, the caps have come off for scoots. Looking, Gosh,
2: it is it, such a good look for
1: Every you, you do instantly just look so much older.
2: Oh, my sister hated it. When she first saw me, she was like, you look 20 years older. I was like, yeah. Yeah, I do.
1: And I really—before you go—like, before— I, well, I don't know what your game plan is after you're done with your costumes and whatnot, but you really need to do the bald mustache look. I think you can even no. look 10 years older. No. I that, think, like, you look old right now. Imagine shaving the goatee part just doing the mustache. You'd be another 10 years old. No,
2: that's the thing, TJ, is the, with the no hair on my head, I need more facial hair. Like, I, I can't – I couldn't do the thing where I went home and shaved baby face today. I would look so freaking weird. So I'm not gonna do the mustache thing. I think it'll look me make me look super creepy. But thanks for the you, advice.
1: You won't look any creepier than you do now. Um, <laughs> uh, and I honestly I don't know anybody in my life that could look so much older just based on their their head.
0: <laughs> yeah, I I do think this is our opportunity though now, Scoots, for you to find your sugar mama. Right? Like strike while the iron's hot.
2: Uh-huh. They like the Colts?
0: Yeah. Well, you know, you can maybe they they'll think you're a distinguished uh, mature older gentleman. <laughs> Turns out no, you're not. You're you're not at all. You're not mature
2: whatsoever. Be a huge disappointment for them in the end.
1: <laughs> it's you may have to put the hat back on. It's a little distracting. <laughs> He's got his Louisville City toboggan, Louisville City going back to the Eastern Conference Championship Hey-o. game. That's all they year, know how to do. Every year of existence they've been there, which is a, a pretty pretty incredible sports streak. Even if even if minor league I mean, think about it. If the Louisville Bats had gone to their to the final four of the minor league championship series, which I don't even know if they do that anymore because they have a first half of the season champion and a second half, and I think they just play each other. So I don't even know if they do a playoff anymore in minor league baseball. But Regardless of level, just to go to the, to be one of the final four teams standing for since, what, 2015 now? Eight straight seasons, however long it's been. It's incredible. Like, you just think you'd get it, even, even if you were one of the best four teams every single season, you think you'd get unlucky one year and just have a bad night, penalty kicks don't go your way, whatever it may be. Uh, but congrats to Louisville City. It'll be on the road, though. They'll have to go to Charleston. Uh, but, they are one win away from going back to the championship game for the USL, and then also while we're talking soccer, congrats to the X Tigers, state champions. They did it! Wow. They beat, uh, they beat Ryle on in the final four, I think, and then I don't know who they beat in the championship. Final four
0: yet. was in uh, PKs. I did see that. I went down to the wire.
1: Oh yeah, it was dramatic. But they they got the they got the win national or national state yeah we'll call them national state champions. They're the best that's ever been. So congrats to Sanex X and my little cousin as well, who was on the team. So very exciting stuff there from, from St. X. Uh, th- th- that's pretty much the highlight of my sports weekend. And with you all being Steelers fans, you're all sports weekend too. Oh, uh, that's, well, That's pretty much it.
0: We know we got one thing that was awesome. Will Levis is just a badass. That's true. Best quarterback, future Hall of Famer. Future Hall of Famer.
1: The I'm sure somebody on the text line has probably said, whoa, shout out to TJ. You called that one. I hit the money line when you told us that on Thursday or Friday. Uh, I'm sure the text line's probably giving me my flowers, as they say, Scoots. Oh,
2: I'm sure. You should. You deserve it. But what a performance all, for real, though.
1: I was all <laughs> over it. Uh, also, another 3-0 performance for me from the picks of the week. No, oh, no big gosh. deal. Back to back. Horrible game. TJ, can weekend. you tell
2: me can you tell me how many times I've went two for three and missed my lock? Because I swear no. it's happened five times this year.
1: No, I can't. I okay. can't. But you did. You were all over Indiana. I
0: was. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which that was uh shocking almost result, but you knew they were gonna blow it though, right? Oh yeah,
2: absolutely. No, I never had I never had a doubt that they would lose that game, but I I really truthfully when I made that pick on Friday, I didn't think they would even cover. I thought Penn State would roll by forty. So it worked.
1: They had a chance to win. They did. Had a had a decent decent chance to win. Uh, yeah, no, Roush, you're 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 right about that. Um, but did you o- overall not not really the weekend any of us were looking for? Did, but did you?
0: Yeah, did you predict uh, four touchdowns for Will Levis or just like um, the Titans are going to win?
1: I, I did not predict three to Hopkins. Cause he was comfortably on my bench in fantasy. So I didn't, <laughs> I didn't did not predict that. Uh, I did just, I, sometimes it's you, you can win NFL bets. If you try to predict what the script writers are script writing and Titans who have been bad, but mainly because of quarterback play at home against an already not great Atlanta Falcons team that has questionable quarterback play of their own. Like You know, like you could kind of see it. You could sense it. You could sense like, oh, Levis is going to come in. Here's a guy that sat all draft night, and he's going to come in. He's going to get a win, and that's what people are going to be talking about on Monday morning. You, I did not think that he was going to throw for four touchdowns in the way that it all unfolded. But, yeah, you could almost see, like, the the story being written that way, and it was. So hopefully you all cashed in on it, but you look good, Roush. Like that, you know, being yeah. able to sling the ball 60 yards, that translates surprisingly.
0: The um, the part that was surprising for me is that there wasn't a lot of – I mean, the decision-making was pretty great. I mean, even going back to just like taking a sack to make them burn a timeout or, you know, keep the clock rolling there late. Like there was, there was a lot of stuff in there that um, you weren't sure if it would translate or not. Uh, because he just hadn't played yet. Um, and, you know, the Titans, too, they they frustrated the hell out of me, and I know a lot of Titans fans because they're like, all right, let's give our rookie quarterback a chance, but let's also shuffle this other guy in who we've given plenty of opportunities but has been very mid, been very average, and what does he do? He drops a snap on the second play of the game and fumbles it. Um, the whole, like, two-quarterback thing, it, it, they finally went away from it, but, like, Levis was dialed in, uh, dropping bombs, putting it on the money. Not every throw was perfect, but it was uh, about as good of his first start as you could ask for, a win and four touchdowns. TJ, do you know how many passing touchdowns the Titans had before this game? Mm,
1: Three.
0: Yeah, three, and one of them was from Derrick Henry. So uh, he doubled up Tannehill's total uh, from the season in one game. So um, really, really happy for Will, all the crap he took um, throughout the draft process to come in and. Have a game like that. That was that was awesome. That was awesome. Yeah,
1: that that was fun. That was cool to see. Um, Maybe the Titans can get something cooking moving forward. Uh, Desmond Ritter was not good again and was turning the ball over. He leaves the game due to injury, or they they checked him out for concussion. I think everything turned out okay, but they still kept him out of the game. A lot of people have been thinking that his time as a starter in Atlanta may not last too terribly much longer. Uh, This could be, this could potentially be it with the injury getting him out, but, but also maybe just never, maybe never going back to him potentially. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, But it could be maybe something that sparks the Titans in the right direction. We get a Titans on primetime Thursday
0: night against uh, our Steelers scoots. Here we go.
2: Here we go. This This Thursday.
0: Yeah, yeah, Thursday night at Pittsburgh, too. So, like, part of you is like, oh, well, Will should be great, but it's like Tomlin at home. I don't know, you know. Good luck yeah. trying to deal with
2: T.J. Watt, Willie.
0: Yeah, that's got to suck, <laughs> right? He,
1: will Levis probably bigger than T.J. Watt. Probably probably would do more damage trying to tackle Levis for he, Watt. He needs to look after himself. He's He's
2: not going to look bigger when Watt's standing over him.
1: I don't know. know. Levis could be standing over what? He could be the one delivering the hit. Could be. Probably not. Probably not. Uh, We know a lot of our listeners, big Cincinnati Bengals fans, you all are back. Man, yeah. The Bengals back in a big way. Going on the road, beating the 49ers in an exciting game. The Bengals even kind of getting the death blow there late to make it a two-possession game and keep it out of reach for San Francisco. Uh, on the road, so big win for for Cincinnati. That was that's got to be exciting for them as they get cooking. I know there's a ton of UK Bengals crossover fans here, and uh, just happy you all have something to be happy about. We don't. We we've got nothing, but at least you all you've got something to. Never a worse October when it comes to football for me. I don't think I've ever had a worse month, a football month. Did. Did the Packers win one game, I think, this month. Green or, And UK, obviously, didn't win any.
0: any? So, yeah, yeah.
1: Pretty, pretty terrible, pretty terrible month. Um, both had buys, too, which even kind of makes it, like, worse because you're just stewing in, in your own misery. Uh, mm-hmm. So, it's been a long time since I've seen one of my teams win a football game that I was excited about. Yeah, the Green Bay hasn't won since September 24th. UK hasn't won since, I think, like, September 30th, whatever day that was for the Florida game. So not great, Bob. Not great. <sighs> and we got to come back and we got to talk about it. So yep. we're going to do that. We're going to hit our first commercial break. The Thornton's text line. Thornton's, they will never disappoint. They never get overwhelmed. They, they've got everything. Uh, our Thornton's text line is a little overwhelmed. Uh, we have a ton of text. A lot of people very frustrated with things that happened over the weekend. Uh, there was a basketball game, too. And as I was watching the basketball game, I went back and re-watched it. But even when I was watching it at the Halloween party and it was on and whatnot and I was kind of poking over, I was like, oh, my gosh, the one scenario we talked about on the radio show, it is happening. Like, it, the one thing that we said was happening, it actually was coming to fruition. So we've got a lot to get to on today's Kentucky Roll Call, and we don't have a ton of time to do it. So, stay with us. It's going to be a fun show. We'll try to make it fun. We'll get through it all together. This is KRC on the Big X. CJ Walker, Uncle uh, huh? Cold, Justin Kalen, Austin. So-
0: Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. <laughs> oh, no! We suck again! Searching for you in the Kentucky, in the
1: Kentucky Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. T.J. Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen on your Monday morning. It's October 30th, 2023. Hope you're having a great start to your week. It's going to be a little chillier. It's going to feel a little bit more like fall. But again, you can warm up with some fresh coffee at Thornton's and you can feel better by texting into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Roush probably need, need to talk about it. Do we have to? Probably have to. You you were really pumped up after the game.
0: Yeah. I uh, um, might have had like an aneurysm on YouTube. Just with the hot mic. Just, just going a little bananas. <sighs> Kentucky's just so good at playing Tennessee close and then not making the big plays when they matter. You mentioned the Packers having the ball twice in the red zone and coming up with nothing. Kentucky was on the thirty-five twice. Once they went for it, didn't get it through a fade to a running back. The other time they kicked a field goal to take the lead and hooked it. Uh, I'm trying to get a little bit more on it. Uh meanwhile, Tennessee's field goal kicker, they're just doinking them in off the uprights because that's just kind of how things go in this series. That stupid the stupid, stupid catch that wasn't a catch at the end of the half. Like, of course that went Tennessee's way. I can't I, I'm shocked TJ they even called that a catch in real time because even from upstairs, it didn't look like a catch as the play happened.
1: Yeah. I don't know what more can we even say about it, that it was bad in real time. You didn't think it was a catch in real time. You slow it down and you're watching. And the only thing, at least if you were me, the only thing you can think is that like, if this is a catch, it's the most like unlucky thing for UK, the most lucky thing in the world for Tennessee, for literally his foot to be, like, coming off the turf, his toe, right at the last second as he controls the ball. Like, wow, what are the odds of that? Because that like, his foot is out of bounds when he's catching the ball. There's only maybe one split second where it could even possibly be a realization, and that would be giving him possession the second that the ball even, like, touches just the material of his glove. And that's ultimately what they decided, Roush, on the field and via a review as well. Uh, not a catch. Couldn't just would defy, I think, just the laws of gravity and physics for that all to happen where it's a catch. And then I think we all knew that, like, of course, this is going to end up mattering somehow. Like it could, <laughs> it could just be like a play that ends up just being kind of a throwaway it ends up mattering in a major way. UK showed some fight roush. There was times in that game where it looked like, ooh, this is not not Mm -hmm. good for Kentucky football. getting haywire. And then as it went on, it was like, oh my gosh, Kentucky, you, you have every chance in the world to win this thing. Like, not good of you to hang on when you did, but now here's the payout punch. Go ahead and make it happen. You can win this. You look, at times, you look better than Tennessee. And once again not putting the entirety of the blame on them because Roush has already pointed out a few things that didn't have to do with them, but the defense lets you down for the third straight game, Roush. Another time where it's just a defense, get a stop, get a stop, get a stop. And Tennessee was falling forward on their runs for 12 yards. I mean, just could not control the run game, unfortunately. And this is just something we're not used to in Mark Soup's defenses. So, this is uh, Saturday stunk. I mean, that just stunk.
0: Yeah, and it, I did have a moment uh, where I thought, you know, Kentucky went down 10 nothing, three and out, four and out. I'm like, oh, gosh, this is, this is going to be a disaster. And I think there was a moment where everybody's like, all right, well, they got to do something on this drive, or this stadium is going to just lose it. And uh, they did. They went down. Put together a 10-play drive that ended in points, and um, the offense, it was it was weird, TJ. They threw and catch, uh, but the defense, they did forget how to tackle, and um, a lot of it, I, I, the second level was really bad. Um, one guy in particular, like, you hate calling guys out, but you have to because it was Drew Phillips against Missouri, and then this game, it was like every time Tennessee had a big play, Zion Childress was on the bad end of it. The Fifth snap of the game um, is a touchdown because Childress misses a tackle. They run a blitz. Tennessee blocks it well. It's a one on one. They lose the one on one. Uh, Another critical situation Kentucky had Tennessee backed up in the second half. And I think this was after the missed field goal, if I'm not mistaken. And Joe Milton's running for his life. It's second and 19. And it's, I mean, it's scramble drill. He's just got to throw something up. And Childress dives for an interception. Doesn't get it. Tennessee catches it. and It's a fifty-yard gain. It's like you got him second and nineteen, and they turn into fifty-yard gain on the scramble drill. Um, like that just that can't happen. Um, so he had a bad night, and just the tackling in general too. Because the other play, the one that I felt like cooked the cats was the uh, the little shovel pass where it looked like Kentucky had them gobbled up in the backfield, and it was going to be third and long, and I mean, the crowd was starting to celebrate, and then he pokes free, gets a first down, and then you you felt like that was all she wrote after that. CJ,
1: yeah, UK was all over it. Seemed like they were ready for that play. Even had him nearly down, which you could say that about like 15 plays on Saturday, nearly down. Oh, looked like we had him. Uh, how many <laughs> how many apparent tackle for losses were there? Where it was like got him and met him in the backfield, and uh, didn't didn't matter. They, Tennessee did an amazing job of running after contact, yards after contact. That's just the signs of kind of a tougher team, which is something that we're not really used to not having the tougher team in the Mark Stoops era. It's one thing that we've been very happy about with Mark Stoops. Usually you're going to have the more physical, the tougher team. Not on Saturday, unfortunately. That was, that was Tennessee. Yeah, and that little shovel pass. UK was all over it. Looked like they even had him. He still goes to the ground, doesn't. Knee or elbow doesn't touch, so he's still up. And then, just like we saw a dozen other times, UK seems to be in a good position, doesn't finish the play, and Tennessee makes Kentucky pay on the defensive end. And another side of, hey, offense showing life, doing good things. Defense, just get a stop, and maybe we've got something here. Okay, didn't get a stop here. Let's see if the offense can – can keep up with pace. Okay, offense keeping up with pace. Certainly the defense isn't going to let us down again, and the defense lets us down again. Uh, Broush again. There were some things offensively I didn't love. There were some play calls. We can talk about oh. the fourth down decisions.
0: Or the wildcat. Like, what the hell are we doing with the stupid wildcat? Benny Snell ain't walking through that door.
1: I, I can't help but just point the finger at the coaches on, on, on this. Offense is having a good game, doing a lot of good things, but a few of the hiccups where things didn't go well, I can almost pinpoint strictly back on the coaches of like, what are you doing? Why are you putting your guys in this spot? Why do that? Why kick a field goal in that position with the way that the weather seemed at Kroger Field at that time? I wasn't there, so I don't know for sure, but it, it, you know it's kind of nasty and windy in Louisville at times. Uh, there was decision-making on both sides of the ball. The players on defense, I felt like didn't, you know, they, they made mistakes. But why is that stuff happening coming off a of bye week against Tennessee? Why are they beating you in the flats so badly? Why is the tackling so poor? So, Roush, I just think, again, I, I point back like these coaches just haven't really stepped up this season. There hasn't been a game where you can say, aha, you out schemed them, you out coached them, you did everything you were supposed to do maybe the florida game but again you know you may chalk that up to the players as well but it just seems i i'm sick of getting out coached by tennessee roush and i'm i'm sick of them seeming like they're they're pulling one over on you Uh, eli drinkowitz does a fake punt in a gutsy situation pays off totally changes the whole the whole landscape of that game and maybe changes the landscape of uk season because uk just has not really looked like the same team Since that fake punt in the Missouri game, I'm ready for these coaches to impress me. I'm ready to have a Saturday where UK wins, and afterwards I'm saying, hey, you know what, well done, coaches. Because you went the entire month without doing it. And you're one of the highest-paid staffs in all of college football, and I don't care about like the numbers and the money. I'm not going to be one of those people that are going to say, well, we're paying you this much, we expect this. I don't care like it's not coming out of my pocket directly it doesn't really matter to me how much money somebody's making what matters though is that you you're showcasing that you're worth it that you're that UK is getting a good bang for its buck and when I feel like Roush we're getting out coached every Saturday doesn't really feel like we're getting good bang for our buck
0: yeah I I just like they're they're obviously you know I'm pissed about the wildcat but so finally get the, the passing offense rocking and rolling was encouraging. Uh, Devin Leary had 372 passing yards. That's more than the last three Kentucky football games combined. Um, now you got to turn that into more than just 27 points. Like They needed another touchdown, obviously, but a lot of it comes down to we went in this game thinking that it was going to be a race to 24 or a race to 27 because Tennessee's offense had not done well. But something about this so high high just has Brad White's number he does like there's there's really no way around it um you know I, I i want to put plenty of the blame on the players for missing tackles um but like stopping the run that's supposed to be a strength of your team and TJ i mean how many times, how many passes did they actually catch on Kentucky's corners like that weren't just scramble drill right we're like he's yeah. running around like it, it was maybe three Yeah, they some
1: success on the sidelines, but it was more of just like, Hey, Kentucky zone. There's going to be a hole here, make the throw, make the catch. And, and if you can do those things, you're going to get a couple yards. They did that a couple of times, but you're right. It wasn't just like they were getting mossed on left and right, throw it up and yeah. let them embarrass the me. But like, like
0: w- embarrassing is falling down on, the one play and TJ I don't know if you ever saw the clip of the route like Jordan Robinson just fell down for no reason I mean if well,
1: you knew something funky had to happen on a play like that but like you know I wish he got, wish he got beaten. was on the receiving end of those funky plays
0: he got beaten. he did though like oh I'm hurt or fell down or I I don't I don't know I don't, I don't know what the hell he was doing but like dude just go tackle the guy like I don't care if you get beat like get get a PI who cares you can't that was the easiest 50-yard touchdown catch in the history of SEC football.
1: I like, oh, no, had flashbacks to when Tennessee was playing at UK two years ago when they just <laughs> were going deep on Kentucky left and right. Although that one was like so, so open. It was like, all right, well, somebody, what what the hell happened here? And you saw, and you're like, oh, of course, because that's the way this yeah. series goes. That's the way that this rivalry goes. Yeah,
0: yeah. It, it sucked. It really did suck because the, the 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 problem is TJ is that like you felt that like for the first six weeks or so of the season, man, if they can just get this passing offense figured out, the rest of the team looks all right. Well, now the passing offense has figured it out, and you're worried that the defense, their strength of stopping the run, they gave up more than five yards of carry. And I think even if you take out that explosive touchdown run, I mean that's still 180 yards rushing. Like that's. It's a lot. Would have been a lot. So I, you know, I know. I just I, the 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 part of this for me, TJ, is like you know I I sadly have grown numb to losing to Tennessee. Like I, you know, I I'll, I'm pissed off about it, but seeing the offense show some resiliency does show some promising signs for the future. But the discouraging fact is that now you have to win two out of three on the road to go seven and five. Like you're kind of clinging on to get to a seven and five season. And then what are, what are we saying about this program? Because you thought you were better than seven and five in each of the last two years. So like the big picture stuff that talks on going to creep in and the plan that you thought was a surefire plan that was going to keep you rocking and rolling for a while. Like, you know, now we're in like uh uncharted territory we just we we don't know the the direction this thing's going and that's the part that's going to be frustrating in the next few months because now it's just like all right offense show us that you're competent give us a little bit of confidence going into the offseason that like this thing is the right choice long term um but other than that, like it's it's going to be back to back disappointing seasons. Like I, I don't think there's uh, any unless you somehow beat Alabama at home. Like, like yeah. I, I don't see it happening. But like it's 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 going to end up. Fans are going to be disappointed in the total outcome of the season.
1: Yeah, I agree with everything you said. I'll push back a little bit on like I think we do know the direction that things are heading. I think that's what is alarming to everybody. It's the it's the wrong direction. That's what it it feels like when you're just kind of waiting in the m- mediocre middle of SEC waters where, yeah, you feel like on any given Saturday maybe you should be able to compete or beat teams, but we're it's not going to take long to get back into that old feeling of, yeah, maybe we can win, but we're UK football and usually things like this don't necessarily go our way. We were starting to get that attitude taken away from us. We were feeling better about it. I don't think that should necessarily be a one-season type of deal, but it may end up being a one-season type of deal. But it seems like things are heading in the wrong direction for, I won't say the first time in the Mark Stoops era, but at least for the first time in a little while. Last year you had injuries, you had a new offensive coordinator. It didn't seem like big-picture program panic was setting in. It was, okay, we may have to tinker a thing or two and just get the formula back where it needs to be, and everything should be fine. Well, we thought the formula was fine this year. We thought that this may have maybe the most talented team that Mark Stoops has had, and the expectations maybe should be at its highest. And they've just – they've let us down. And the thing is, Roush, like – are you're going to get a lot of fans and you're going to get a lot of shows ours included that are going to talk about expectation radio and how that can change the perceptions of a team and how the fan base can view things and all that sort of stuff we're partially to like blame because we're hyping up this team a lot but no, oh, yeah what, but you know what else were we supposed to do when you're hearing this summer that Dion walker's having to be taken out of of plays because he's too disruptive. They need to be able to work on some stuff, and this dude is just so dominant that the offensive line can't even do anything. Can we can we get that? Can we get a, a disruptive defensive line that has to be taken out against Tennessee? No, they're just getting moved around. They're getting basically placed where they want to, um, just so the holes are even bigger for Tennessee's running backs. This it just feels. It, and then the offense we heard so many great things about. It uh Devin Leary doing a lot better than will Levis. well that's exciting we know that the wide receiver should be pretty good um Devin Leary stinks and then the one bright spot about the offense was somebody that we didn't hear a great deal about in the offseason and that was Ray Davis for the most part well finally they
0: they weren't going to be able to run against that team I don't like they that was was just talking
1: about for like expectation talking about the summer oh And how right. like everything that we were told hasn't really happened, and things that we weren't told is things that are kind of happening. Um, the expectations were just off on this team. And Roush, if I were on the football staff and I were in that, you know, I was my job was to try to rally this team and try to get them to to get it, to get it together and finish this year strong. What I would say is, listen, that Missouri game, you're up in the fourth quarter, you're up by two possessions in the first half you had a great chance to win that one. Tennessee game, you had a great chance to win that one. Georgia, no, you didn't. You got blown out and you got your butts handed to you on that one. But you look at things and you say, like, how far away are you really from 7-1? and one? Again, if we're just talking among ourselves, probably further than we care to, to think. But, I mean, those things are true. You did have a double-digit lead in the Missouri game. You had every chance in the world against Tennessee to be able to win that game. UK is not terribly far off from being seven and one. And then where things stand right now, a disappointing five and three Roush. I'm not excusing that. I'm not like, I'm, I'm, I'm as frustrated as any UK fan. I'm just, I'm playing a, I'm playing a different role here for a moment. All three teams you've lost to are in the top 20. You've lost the three top 20 teams. One game could have gone the other, you know, both games you had, Leads or a chance to take the lead in the fourth quarter two out of those three games If you're trying to keep their spirit alive, I think you can paint the narrative roush of hey We're pretty close. I know it hasn't gone the way that we've wanted, but we're close You can still beat Mississippi State. You can still beat South Carolina. You can still beat Louisville I don't think you can beat Alabama if I were a coach. I wouldn't be saying that necessarily But I'd be saying hey, let's look at the rest of the schedule. Those are four teams that we probably feel like we have more talent than – or three teams that we feel like we have more talent than. And then the fourth, it's a game that you could tell your grandkids about if you all go in there and execute and do the things that you need to do and do them correctly. So I hope that this team isn't lost, Roush. I'm worried that they may be. Losing three straight, not winning a game, and over a month of football, those are all not good things for the morale of a team. But if I'm trying to keep their spirit alive – I do think you have a couple avenues you can sell. It may just be BS, but at least they do exist.
0: I would disagree on saying that expectations were out of check. I think they should have been high. Um, Now, were we right about our preseason prognostications on who would be good or bad? The fact of the matter is, is like Kentucky's, the way the schedule played out, like you had the teams, your toss-up games were at home. These 50-50 matchups, if you want to be a top 20 – like, we expected Kentucky to be a top 20 team. Instead, they lost to teams who became top 20 teams, right? Like, they could be sitting where Missouri and Tennessee are. But they lost games that were close in the fourth quarter because they didn't make crucial plays. Um, I ultimately don't think the team will be a loss for the season because a lot of it comes back to their identity. And, I mean, let's face it, those receivers – Seeing the passing game play well will give them enough motivation. I, I would worry about the locker room if the offense still stunk it up. Uh, but yeah, it's it's just a it's a real bummer, real real bummer because you thought Kentucky had a chance to kind of go on a run here for a while, and um, instead you're you're back to back seven and fives, back to back seven and fives is is on the table.
1: Well, I you know Kentucky that. Two more wins, I think. I, I would take two more wins. Uh, I hope Kentucky can find a way to get two more wins somewhere on the schedule.
0: I mean, they, they need to. Mississippi State stinks. So, like, you you got to beat them. Um, South Carolina, they score points at home. I don't know what they're going to be like. Still, they've lost five games in a row. Um, I, the, the the line that I you, you get a lot is, like, this league's tough. This league's tough. It's the SEC, which I get to an extent. But, like, that's why you have to win at home. And two and six in their last eight SEC home games. Like, that's, that's just not – It's inexcusable. Yeah, like, you just – you have to win your home games. Like, that's that's part of <laughs> – you just got to win at home. Like, it's at home. I don't it, – it's difficult enough in this league, so you can't do it when you're away from friendly confines.
1: No, uh, and having chances to win. And, again, this coaching staff it just has not been their, their best stuff. Uh, two and six in their last eight SEC games at home – that's not acceptable. Like, we've liked where the bar has been raised. Anybody that's really shouting firemark soups, they're idiots. We're not going to yeah, be doing it on the little, radio show, crazy. at least yeah. right now. But it's, a, it's an underwhelming year from the coaching staff. We were expect, we were told better things were coming. We were expecting better things. They've been right there. They've been close. But close doesn't change five and three, unfortunately. All
0: horse grenades. Mm-hmm. We, we jumped on a lot of those Saturday Our, night.
1: Hour one Kentucky roll call done. We'll talk more about the game. Obviously, we've got a jam packed Thornton's text line. Cats play basketball on Friday night. We'll talk about that as well. This is KRC on Big X, hour number two, coming up next. Have you heard
2: about the longsome loser?
1: loser? He's a loser, but he still
0: keeps on trying. Over over. I ain't heard no Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call.
2: Nothing is over until we decide it
0: is with Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro.
1: Welcome back, hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 Roll FM call. 1550 AM, TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. On your Monday morning, just two days left of October, and then we start the final two months of the year. We are officially in crossover season, basketball and football, to talk about the remainder of the year, and really the remainder of this show, the final two hours. We're glad that you're joining us for hour number two. If you're feeling a little blue like myself from this weekend, Salsarinas will get a pep in your step. Wildly addictive chips, creamy queso, hot, spicy salsa, and anything you want made to order right in front of you. So you know it's going to be fresh. You know it's going to be delicious. Two locations in Louisville Middletown, it's got a drive through, and St. Matthews, newly renovated interior. Beautiful covered patio out there in St. Matthews as well. Check out either location. You will not be disappointed. The Sauceritas Fresh Mexican Grill. Uh, Roush, I would say it was a fun first hour, but the subject matter hasn't been fun. No. Talking radio with you two fellas has been really enjoyable.
0: Oh, especially that dingus with the bald head. Ah.
1: (laughs) While watching some of the UK football game at the wedding I was at on Saturday, uh, a, a wedding first happened. What was that? So we're at the wedding. everything's going well. The, couple, the, the the newlyweds wrote their own vows. You don't always get weddings when you get the own vows. That was Those really are cute. nice. Yeah, yeah, it was really cute. It was, it was a really nice wedding. And we go we, we leave the ceremony, go to the reception hall. Everybody's sitting down. We're kind of waiting on like tables to be called for food. Um, they're doing speeches and about like 20 30 minutes go by they come back on the mic and they say "I'm not sure if you all have heard this or not but the father of the bride has passed out and he's was taken to the hospital. <laughs>
0: Oh my gosh. The bride and the
1: groom joined him. So they are no longer at their own wedding. We're going to proceed with dinner and we'll keep you all updated after dinner as, you know, we, as we can. How have we had, I
0: went to a wedding, something similar happened. I mean, this is twice in two months where the father of the bride has had a medical emergency at, a, at the wedding. I had
1: never been to a wedding when something like this has happened. Uh the the people that I was talking to and the people at our table, they had never been to anything like this before. The mood, just like knowing the bride and groom aren't there. Like the 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 mood of the entire reception hall totally changes. Oh. And like it, it almost had a a slight for a for a moment had like a slight funeral sense to it of just like did you hear? Yeah, that's so sad. Oh my gosh. And by all accounts, like the the father of the the bride is okay. We think he's okay. He's in, he's with the right people, going to the right spot, obviously. So we eat, then like the the band comes back out, great band, awesome band. It was a really fun wedding. The band starts to play, but the bride and groom are, are still not there. Um so then we see that they're taking the cake away, Rush, and we're like, oh, boy, well, that's – Oh, this, gosh. This, yeah, this may mean that, like, we're not – you're not getting the cake tonight. But – so we, we danced, we hung out, we – then we left. <laughs> we eventually had to get out of there. Uh, we're not spring chickens anymore. However, we were told that the bride and groom did eventually come back. Whew. to Much fanfare. They were able to have some of the dessert and party and dance and stuff like that. So it all ended up turning out really well. They said the people that stayed late said it ended up being like one of the more fun party weddings they'd ever been to, just given the circumstances. But yeah, sure. And by all accounts of yesterday, father of the bride doing well, doing better. Uh, just dehydrated stuff along those lines. So everything looks like it's going to be okay. But yeah, wild Saturday night for for me at my wedding.
0: Yeah, that. Um, so, but everything's okay with the the father of the bride. Then I presume.
1: Yeah, the last updates we got all good. Just a little dehydration. Everything's going to be okay. Well, but when they came back to the wedding, they were like, you know, in jeans and stuff. They weren't in their in their suit and wedding dress anymore. Um, which is understandable, but just kind of a weird, weird night.
0: See, and that, at least uh, the one I went to, bride and groom, now they were away, like they kind of had their time alone, but they didn't like completely leave. Uh, but yeah, that has to be, has to be kind of awkward, right? Like you have all this buildup, all this buildup for this big party, and then, whew, air taken out of the room. But i uh, glad that he's okay.
2: Talk about things you don't expect to go wrong on your wedding day. I mean, you, you spend all these months planning and thinking about what can go wrong during the big day. That is not one of the scenarios that you think of.
1: No, it's not. And, Scoots, now that you're a babe magnet and it's going to be wedding bells, church bells, and <laughs> wedding choirs here soon, what do you do in that spot? Do you leave the wedding?
2: I don't see. I was going to ask you all that because you all have actually gone through the whole rigmarole of being married. I don't. I mean, I guess it depends how serious it was and how old my dad is. I reckon, but I, I probably wouldn't. I think I would trust that he, like you said, TJ, was going to the right place in the right hands. I mean, there's me leaving my wedding. There's nothing I can do for my dad. I'm not a doctor. I mean, I I know it's great that I'd be there for moral support, but you know, we just paid for this big wedding. I got all my friends and family here. I, I think I would trust the doctors in that situation.
0: I, I, I would too. Well, and like a lot of it's, that's what's crazy. is like the guy that, um, I get, I, yeah. A lot of it's dependent on what exactly is wrong. The dehydration and passed out. I would have been like, Hey, uh, brother, can you go with dad to the hospital? Like, can we stay at the, our wedding? Like, I, I would have just not left the wedding. That's a good call, Ralph. There, there,
2: there's got to be some other family member that could have gone and made sure I was the, good.
0: And that, that's what happened in the, the wedding we were at is the, I mean, the father had a history of seizures. It was a more recent thing, but he had a seizure. So they knew what it was. brother just went with him to the hospital to get him checked out and make sure everything was all right. And then they came back, you know, a couple of hours later.
1: Yeah, this was like, you know, he, he fainted. He was like in line, he's there, and then he's on the ground. So it wasn't like a, you know, like, hey, daughter, I, and now my my new son-in-law, like, I don't feel well, I'm not sure what to do here. Like, he he went down. Like, it was scary. People that saw it were pretty frightened by it. Um, they, they brought in, like, EMS and stuff like that. It was kind of away from everybody, so it wasn't – not everybody saw it. It was kind of like word of mouth of, like, did you hear what happened? Did you hear what happened? And they eventually came over the microphone and made the announcement. I don't know. It's a, it's a tough spot because if you don't go, like how much fun are you really going to be able to have at your wedding?
2: True. You Very know? true.
1: Like realistically, how much fun are you going to be able to have? Every two seconds you're going to be wondering, like, how's dad doing? Do we have an update on dad? Dad's Dad's single, by the way. So, like, I don't know if he – it's not like he had a wife to go with him. And – She's an only child, too, so it's not like they had other siblings to go be with him. Um, It's a tough spot. And I I think what I would do is that, like, I'd have to assess the situation. Okay, he's fine. Like, you know, I talked to him when they were loading him up on the ambulance. He's in good spirits. He told me to have fun. I'm going to stay here and try to have fun. He's going to text me, you know, every 30 minutes to give me an update on what he's doing. But if I, you know, if he's being loaded up on the ambulance and he's unresponsive, which was not the case, I don't think. I don't. I'm not 100% sure, but I don't think. Then at that point, I probably am leaving my own wedding. Probably like, all right, I'm not going to be able to have fun here as is. Right, I, right. I may as yeah. well just like be with my dad. I can come back to the wedding if things are are going well. I just I don't know how good of a look it's going to be if I'm partying out on the dance floor while. My dad is unresponsive in the hospital, so it's a it's a really yeah it's a it's a tough spot. There's there's really no right way to go about it. I think they handled it perfectly with what they did, and uh, I was just sad I wasn't there when they eventually came back. But supposedly, uh, like all their wedding party was still there waiting for them. A lot of the guests were still there, and they they partied well into the night. So it all ended up being okay. But yeah, it was unlike any other wedding I'd ever been to
2: imagine them coming back from the hospital and everybody was like, well, guess the party's over and they come back to an empty reception. That would have been depressing.
1: It'd be kind of sad. Yeah, Uh, that would have been, that would have been kind of sad, but uh, the food was good. The, the ceremony was beautiful. The reception was fun despite that hiccup, uh, but just a, a little bit different. And then I'm keeping up with the UK game in the meantime of it all. And, uh, we ended up getting home. We ended up watching the end of the game at home. It, but uh, yeah, that 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 was my Saturday night.
0: Oh man,
1: that's a that's a wedding you'll never forget for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to put it lightly. Ooh. Roush, the UK exhibition game basketball on Friday night. That was that was forgettable. That was one that we will forget.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it's because it was about how you would expect most first exhibitions ago for a young team where they start out and it's a lot of, uh, you know, kind of sloppy stuff, right? Like turnovers, bad shots. Like, hey, the other team's kind of playing well. Let me just dribble up the court and shoot a three without passing the ball or take kind of a contested 18-footer. And then they finally got it together uh, and end up scoring 90 in the second half. The... I think the the defensive questions about this team like that they're still gonna be asked um and obviously the the questions about the lack of size like that's just gonna be how's it gonna look how are they gonna deal with this you know against bigger teams I don't know i i i <laughs> like it's we'll see right like we'll see it's gonna be a they're gonna have to outscore teams to win um so you know, go do it. Go do it.
1: Unlike some of the other Cal's teams that could be outscored and still find ways to win.
0: Okay, you know what I mean though. Like they have to <laughs> But offense is gonna have to carry the day for them, right? No, like, I, I, I agree. Yeah.
1: You're gonna you're you're probably not gonna be winning games in the fifties or in the sixties, and that right. that'll be okay. I think fans will be more excited to see a faster pace offense and more scoring. And I, I know exactly what you're getting at there. Yeah, I, I was, uh was like the exact scenario of like, we're not going to learn anything from this game. We're going to be opening with the football regardless of what happens, which all things that were true, mind you. But I was like, but what if, you know, what if Kentucky struggles? What if they win by 14 or something like that? And they end up winning by, I think, 23 or 24. But it is only a one-point game at halftime, and it's like, oh, boy. This is not, not what we were looking for here. Um, that's bad, folks. Like, I just To get out in front of it, it's not the end of the world. It's not a big deal. UK basketball should never be up one over an NIA school at halftime, ever. Should just never happen. Um, Shouldn't happen against a D2 school. Bad basketball can happen. It's exhibition. It's basically a glorified practice. It is what it is. That's not good. That was not a good look for UK in that first half there. Uh, They played better. They're going to do a lot of really fun things offensively. They've got a, real, a lot of really good talent. It's one game. I'm not really changing any of my takes in a major way except right, Roush. Right. And, until they get a big guy back, the interior is going to be ugly. It's just gonna, oh, yeah. It's just going to be ugly. Uh, they're going to get scored on inside. They're going to get lost inside. The communication inside, I think, is going to probably be a little bit of an issue of like, oh, well, I thought I was doubling in on him. Well, you doubled in on him, and you left him wide open for a backside layup. Like, I I think just what happens in the interior with this U.K. team from a defensive standpoint ain't going to be very fun on the eyes until they get a rim protector. That being said, once that happens, I think we'll have to change and judge this team differently. But until then, let's just hope they can put up a ton of points because they're going to be giving up some points, too.
0: My... So yeah, and I and I'm with you in all this, and like this team, you know they they just need as many reps as they can get, right? Like a lot of these guys, they just gotta learn through stuff. Edwards, he's gonna be frustrating while he figures it out. He's just gonna be playing sloppy, uh, knowing where their their teammates are on the court. Like they they just need a lot of reps together. That's that's what a lot of this comes down to. Uh, but yesterday, a lot of my Twitter timeline that wasn't NFL was. High-profile exhibitions like Tennessee was at Michigan State, and I don't, I don't remember. I, I, I didn't see the final score there. Um,
1: Tennessee won.
0: T- so Tennessee won, and then Illinois beat Kansas. Um, mm-hmm. And Hunter Dickinson never won there. They were televised. I thought, I thought if you did like D one to D one scrimmages, they couldn't be on TV. Like I, I, think- I thought they had to be secrets.
1: I think if it's like with a charity aspect, you can do it televised.
2: Interesting. Okay. Purdue also played Arkansas this weekend.
1: Yeah. Ar- I- Arkansas beat Purdue. Illinois beat Kansas. Tennessee beat Michigan State. I think Duke beat Villanova. That one was a closed secret scrimmage, I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah, you're getting a lot of secret scrimmages, and you're getting some surprising scores. Rick Bettino and St. John's, they lost to D two Pace. Yeah. That's the school. Yep. They beat Rick Bettino's team. Rick Patino's team supposedly shot twenty five percent. I just can't I I am sure it's already been stated. I haven't seen like any quotes from Bettino. I just I I wonder what kind of hyperbole he got himself into in that loss.
0: Oh, I would love to hear it. The yeah. best
1: exhibit the best exhibition team we've ever played, I've ever played against. The most competitive exhibition game in the history of exhibition games. You know, it would be something great. Indiana, they were actually losing at halftime. Kentucky, I'm kind of like jaw dropped, hit the floor. You shouldn't only be up by one. IU losing to University of Indy at halftime, but they ended up being just fine in the second half, Scoots.
2: Well, yeah, and then that's the thing. Somebody texted in the picture to the text line of Indiana trailing by two at half. Indiana trailing by two at half is no worse than Kentucky winning by one at half. I mean, so y- you shouldn't be able to text that picture. And it's just exhibition games, so it's not really that big of a deal. I mean, it
1: is factually
2: worse. I mean, factually, yeah, but the game's not over at halftime. That's the beauty of college basketball. I love it. They play two halves.
1: Yeah, but I'd rather be winning at half than
2: losing. I mean, at that point, it doesn't – winning versus winning by one or losing by two really doesn't matter against a team you should beat by 20.
1: Factually, probably not inaccurate, but I'd rather be the winning – the one <laughs> winning, though.
2: <laughs> Fair enough. To each his own. This uh, is also going to be
1: a team that they're going to have some shooting nights that are just uh, not good. They're going to have some bad shooting nights. And I don't know if that's something that you could just, like – go crazy on Calipari about, like, get better shooters. He he shouldn't have built a roster like this. Antonio Reeves is a great outside shooter, but we've seen he can be a little shrieky from outside. And then with everybody else, if you don't like what they have, then you probably wouldn't want those star freshmen. So, like, DJ Wagner is a star, but he's not, like, the best outside shooter in the world. Same with Dillingham, same with Justin Edwards so if we end up having an issue with the shooting of this team Roush it's really more of a makeup of this team than anything else like if you would have rather them go get a proven grad transfer shooter than freshman Rob Dillingham that's gonna be the take you're gonna to have to have um, otherwise we're just gonna to have to probably live with a couple bad shooting nights which that's where I've defaulted to and I'm gonna be okay with yeah. that. be super yeah. athletic don't let it be a common trend that shootings an issue but, yeah, this this team will have some off nights. I don't I, – I think – and you saw that first half not the best shooting.
0: Yeah, I just anticipate that, like, you just can't have everybody shoot bad at once, right? Like, <laughs> you know, um, hey, how about, you know, you, you can afford to have Reeves have an off night if Dillingham or DJ is making shots or Reed or, you know what I mean? Like, let's of the four or five guards, uh, let's limit it to two, please yeah please and thank you
1: yeah and then i you know if this is going to be a trend and they were getting beaten off the dribble and georgetown was able to score inside and credit georgetown they were hitting some tough shots too uh but again it's an aia kentucky needs to win that game by 30 40 plus but <clears throat> I, I if georgetown's able to get inside and finish inside i really hope Cal will not have death by a thousand paper cuts like If this is going to be a trend that teams are going to be able to score inside, shoot over Trey Mitchell because he's only 6'9", and that's not Trey Mitchell's fault. He probably didn't anticipate being the five for Kentucky coming into this season. But if this is going to be a trend, like what Georgetown did, other teams are going to be able to do, I hope Cal will play some zone, Roush, try some different things, double down (laughs) inside. You know, If that means they kick out to the perimeter and they get an open shot from – 23 feet. I'd rather give up the open 23-footer than I would just one-on-one from three feet or from two feet where you're giving up several inches, which wasn't the case against Georgetown, but that made it even more concerning that UK wasn't giving up size but they still were able to succumb to as many interior points as Georgetown had or just you know uh, points where Georgetown would beat one person off the dribble and then everybody else was having to play catch-up the rest of the way for UK's defense. But I hope Cal will get creative and crafty and try some different things defensively until he gets his seven footers back. If this is going to be the way that they're going to play. And maybe it was just Georgetown Roush. And like most of their players were small. So it's kind of tough matchups for some of these bigger UK guys. So a couple Bridget. of guys were getting taken off the dribble that when but, they're playing power five guys, they won't have to worry about hopefully that's right. the case. But if not Cal needs to be adapting.
0: There is a thing as being too short. Like that is uh, frustrating oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 hard to deal with, but um, oh, scoots. Yeah, that's that pretty good. <laughs> that's pretty good. Should we read some text on the thorns text line?
1: Yeah, and we're probably gonna end up having to make some tough decisions on this text line, but uh, yeah, we can absolutely read some of them.
0: Uh, is there a meaner fan base on the internet than in Tennessee? They're just
1: vile. That's how they.
0: That's how they operate.
1: Yeah, it'd be nice if you didn't. If we didn't lose to them every single year in football.
0: Steam won't do much until the bigs are back. We'll lose to most teams with a pulse unless we get hot from three. Trey Mitchell at the arrow, front court is just too small, especially when you factor in our three-man. Edwards is so soft, too. Still like Wagner's potential in Cal's dribble drive, 10-second shot, and then go offense. Um, Yeah, Edwards being uh, not a physical guy is frustrating. Like That's just going to make me mad sometimes, TJ. But if, if he starts finishing through contact, which I know he will, It'll take some time, but it, it's it's gonna it is gonna take him some time, and he, that's why he's built like T Jones, but he doesn't play like him, you know. So he's he's gonna be a different cat. Got to yeah get accustomed to it.
1: I think I mentioned it last week with Edwards. He's gonna be a buttons guy. You're gonna have to push the right buttons for him, and hopefully, you're gonna be able to like tap into some aggressiveness, physical play, because you're gonna need that from him. And once UK gets healthy in the front court, like once Bradshaw comes back. You can move Mitchell to the four, and then maybe Thiero to the three. So, like, Edwards, if you're not going to play physical, if you're not going to play tough, UK can have a lineup where they can, they can do people that they, – they'll play people that are going to be a little bit more accepting of contact if he's not going to be willing to do that. So, uh, we'll see. Yeah, no, but I agree, Texer, that, like, I, I think that we were so concerned about bigs for such a long time. And not that our worst fears happen because UK does have, like, we've got the bodies, we've got the pieces. They're just not healthy. So it's not like the first, the, the biggest fears were realized, but they kind of are because the players aren't able to play at this juncture. And so we need to remember why we were so worried about the big situation. It's because having Trey Mitchell play the five long term is not going to be a recipe for success. So, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to have, like, I'm going to keep my expectations in check, Roush. All I needed was that first half of the Georgetown game just to, like, hey, you know, you've been battling national media a little bit. Let's just take a deep breath. This team should be fun, but they, they, need, they need a seven-footer. They can't roll with a, a six-foot-nine guy again. And Cal's told us we, – we're smart to listen to Cal. Like, when we're able to kind of piece through the BS, which is not always the easiest thing to do, nope. we can learn a lot from him. He is the one that is telling us that all his best teams have rim protectors. And he's telling us that this team at its current juncture does not have a rim protector. So we also need to listen to Cal. I think he knows that this team is – it is what it is until they get another piece involved. And then and then maybe it can be something different. But until now, we're going to stink around the rim. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, by the way, Cooper Flag, the top recruit in 2024 – he has officially committed to Duke. Uh, everybody knew that he was going to go to Duke. UConn tried to make things interesting. I think we were all rooting for him to go to UConn. Uh, but he will, he will, go, he will be a, another elite white basketball player to go play for the Blue Devils. Uh, he's really, really good. But I like to, instead of Cooper Flag Roush, I like to call him Copper Flag because he's got so much rust, he's going to be a bust.
0: Um, because.
1: <laughs> Thanks, Scoots.
0: Yeah, that was good. I thought you were going to go with like, Copper because um, homeless people try to steal it all the time.
1: I, no, I wasn't. That well, that wouldn't be a funny joke, so I, I usually make good jokes. Right, Scoots? That's all okay. right. Uh... Come on.
2: Most, Come out. Most of the time. Come Most of the time.
1: Uh, no, it's annoying. We don't like it. Um, and now we'll be, he seems like a great kid, but we'll all be rooting for him to not do well at Duke. Right. And the cats are going to get to see him in the champions classic. So you're going to get a little, of Duke the arrow versus Cooper flag. Hope you're ready for it. Flag, Mr. Flag.
0: Are you ready for a break? I don't, I don't. I'm not ready for this text line. There's just—it's so much. There's just paragraphs
1: and paragraphs and. whew. Vince Marrow should shut up forever about the Georgia's the next step crap. Beat Tennessee for once and try not to get blown out at home by Missouri, you loser. There's I'm gonna like be it. more of that when we return. Hour number two rolls along. Kentucky roll call. Thornton's text roll line. We go. Nick Rouse, Justin Kalen, T.J. Walker, one final segment
2: coming up next. I'm
0: not what I to be. Although I laugh and I act like a clown. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Kyle's great at getting his teams to bounce back. This is the first time in nine years he has had a team lose three in a row. That is pretty
1: unbelievable. Yeah, it is. That is unbelievable. <laughs>
0: like, that's, just saying it out loud, I, I feel a little spoiled that we've reached that point. Um, and I'm down. But at the same time, like, hashtag Perspective. Perspective. <laughs>
1: Welcome back. One final segment. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 on the FM side, 1450 AM, 7 to 11 here on Big X Sports Radio. And check out our friends at ShadyRays.com. They've got the coolest website when it comes to polarized sunglasses. You will not be disappointed with their selection. They've got different shades for every occasion, and they've got more than sunglasses, snow goggles, Blu-ray glasses, Prescription glasses. Check them out, shadyrays.com, and do not forget the promo code Big X at checkout, 40% off. Holiday season right around the corner. Go ahead and just knock a few of them out with some Shady Rays, shadyrays.com, and do not forget that promo code Big X at checkout. We got to wrap up today's show. We've got a lot of text on the Thornton's text line. Should we do that?
0: Um, yeah. Um, we did get Patino's spin zone. He's glad that they lost. Um, uh, so it's quite a way to put it. We didn't deserve to win was the long story short. So that was, that, that was, uh, kind of expected from Rick Pitino, but uh, he did say to, um, uh, uh, now what goes into play like that. When you play against these teams, they play like it's the national championship. When I came off the court, they were screaming like they just won the national championship. And it was fun for me to see that for them because they earned it.
1: It pales. They're, in Their pace. Their I don't. Their name of their school is Pace. Of course, they're going to be excited to beat Rick Pitino. No, no doy. Their
2: mascot is also the Pace Setters. Fun fact. And it pales in comparison to college football numbers. But St. John's actually paid them five thousand dollars to come in and beat them. How about that? That's that's it. That's, that's like it, the yeah. cheapest buy game well, ever. Well, they I guess their uh, Pace's head coach is good friends with Pitino and a bunch of the staff. So,
1: yeah.
0: It's also nearby, so they don't have to, like, pay for travel arrangements to go from Long Island to New York City. Um, But nevertheless, I digress. I did want to say it was kind of cool watching uh, Nabar Getzee on SNL, and uh, (laughs) I'm sitting there watching his monologue, and he was, like, talking about his deaf great Aunt Helen. I was like, wait, I know her, and it's uh, my buddy's grandma. So I was like, oh. Shout out! Shout out to Great Aunt Helen. Helen Keller? Pretty cool. No, no. Uh, Helen Simmons. So, my buddy's uh, grandma, who, yeah, she actually passed away recently, but still makes it into the monologue for SNL. So, pretty neat. Uh, it, was, it was a funny monologue. I enjoyed it
1: R. 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 <S. <S.> quite a bit. To Great Aunt Helen.
0: Yeah, but uh, I thought that was, it was pretty, pretty cool.
1: Texture on the cool. Thordan line. Two weeks to prepare after getting embarrassed in back-to-back games, and we go three and out and start the game and give up a five, give up a touchdown in five plays. Yeah, not the start that that we were looking for.
0: Yeah, that's uh, back-to-back years. It was so Josh Heupel scored on the first play, the fifth play, and the fifth play against Kentucky. Now, um, Brad Wyatt for the bye week last three seasons. One Will Rogers sets SEC completion percentage record. An embarrassing loss, too. Tennessee scores 44. An embarrassing loss in three. Give up 33 at home.
1: Yeah, that's bad. Like, that is just – that is not good for a coach. Nope. We like we like Brad White. But, like, that is not a good look, especially given more time to prepare, which shouldn't be nothing. I think sometimes, like, bye weeks can get overblown. I think from a health standpoint, that's where it's most important. But coaches are getting Roush an additional week to scout their opponent, to watch film, to do all that stuff, then their opponent gets for them. And you would think it's the other way around based on the way UK comes out of these games.
0: Yeah, I just I don't I don't see like I I have the exact opposite take. Like the bye week, Kentucky's offense worked night and day better, and that's an indictment on the bye week. So like I'm not uh, you know, the defense has its own problems. I mean, they had to play a true freshman 65 snaps at safety because they're just players are hurt. Um, and then you had, so you had Love It out. Geiger was back, but not all the way. He only played four snaps, so he's not all the way healthy. Um, a four star freshman that you brought in, he'd had ACL surgery before the season. And then a four star that you recruited last year. Like that's the part where the portal stinks. Kobe Albert would be playing a lot this year, uh, but instead he left the portal to go to Mississippi State, who stinks, and he's not playing there either. So it's, you know, it, not not I'm mean, not putting all the blame on that, but like that's part of the reason why they're they're stinking.
1: Uh, UK, the only team with injuries in college football.
0: I mean, that's I'm not that's what I'm saying. I'm not trying to like say it's excuse, but like they're playing a freshman sixty-five snaps. Um, you know, you, the, the, this is where the roster building construction, like you can have criticisms of it where they they brought in a bunch of cornerbacks. Turns out they didn't need to. Well, I mean, it's not, they didn't need to, but like the guys they had are playing. And then now you're like, well, I kind of wish they brought in some safeties because the safeties aren't playing well.
1: I agree with TJ. What happens to these defensive players? We had to pull from reps cause they were too good. Been a great month of losing. Also, Louisville's going to hang 50
0: on us. No, they're not. Yeah, and that's part of the like, like a lot of it's psychological with this game. That's why that's the only reason why I have any sort of concern about Starkville is the psychological aspect of it. But like, Kentucky has a mentality to go out and whoop Louisville's ass. Like, they, they have that the right mentality. Although, shout out to Jeff that like, I know the Notre Dame game was the biggest win of the year for them. But he's won games like that. I was shocked at the Duke game. Absolutely shocked that they just put him in a blender. Uh, now, granted, Duke, I think, has been punching above their weight. Their quarterback wasn't clearly healthy. But still, being a favorite at home against a conference foe is like, he lost that game so many times at Purdue. So, no, that was a big win for them.
1: Uh, that was an easy bet. Duke's terrible. Who's Duke beaten? Clemson, right? But we've collectively agreed that. Clemson's horrible.
0: Which they lost again. Uh, first time they've had four losses in a season since uh, 2011,
1: I think. Yeah, they're done. The ACC is horrible. Like U of L and, and Virginia Tech are going to be playing for a spot in the conference championship game. <laughs> Virginia uh, Tech. Yeah.
0: No, North Carolina lost to uh, Virginia, and then this week they blew a game to Georgia Tech.
1: I mean, it's 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 wild stuff. But you know what? We knew Louisville's schedule was going to be really easy going into the season. And they're doing what you should do with an easy schedule. They're winning. They're taking advantage of it. And there's a decent chance that U of L is going to be in the ACC championship game, which is crazy to think about, but that's uh, that's a realistic possibility. And that's made this whole part of UK not living up to expectations not nearly as fun. U of L's having a big old party down the road, and UK here we are, third straight week, fourth straight week with a bye week, licking our wounds. I still think UK should win that game as of today. you yeah. is yeah, gonna have a lot more momentum going into it, but it, it almost does seem like it's shaping up to where like UK season may come down to just let's play spoiler here. Let's it hasn't been the year that we wanted, but let's keep the governor's cup in Lexington. Let's beat these guys and uh, that could be the saving grace to the season. Not anything that we wanted at all, but maybe the, the direction we're trending, unfortunately. Cool.
0: And this texture makes a good point, and that's kind of what I was trying to make, is that Tennessee comes into this game with UK knowing they're going to win. They know they're going to get a few important breaks. They expect them, and they get them. Unbelievable break hitting the goalposts and bouncing in. Our DB falling, giving t- touchdown pass. Inexplicable bad ruling, out-of-bounds catch. All in all, I felt like Tennessee was never in danger of losing. They were always in control. Now we're in danger of not winning another game. That's where I disagree. Best chances to win are South Carolina and Louisville, if not bowl game I and mean, important games just – we do just enough to lose. What are we going to do enough to actually win these games? I, I mean, Mississippi State is the worst team in the SEC texture, and you can't just leave that out. Um, but psychologically, that's why I think, like, Kentucky's going to go into that Louisville game expecting to win, expecting to bully them in the trenches. Um, but, hell, if they can't prevent big plays against the run against Tennessee, then uh, George Jordan he's probably going to rattle off some big runs against the Cats. So...
1: Yeah, that's something that, that's concerning. We didn't think that the run game defensively was going to be a major issue, and it has been. So, uh, A texter says, I feel like Kentucky is a team being played by a third grader in Madden. We don't know when to go for it on fourth down. We try to hit stick with our defensive backs and miss or bounce off the runner, and we don't know when to pick up, pick up short yards to set up for points. Every game I ask myself, what are we doing?
0: The, um,
1: I agree with you, Texter. Did
0: you, did you uh, agree or disagree with the fourth down calls?
1: I mean, I, I disagreed with kicking the field goal. I just – I didn't think that was going in. Alex Rayner's been nice this season, but I don't know if we'd seen enough to think that that one was going to go in. Uh, heck, I wanted them to go for it on the first possession of the game on that fourth and one right there. See, but...
0: that's what I mean. Like, I, I, I don't really disagree with any of them because – As bad as off. Now, like, the third and one quarterback sneak, like, Devin Leary isn't Will Levis or Jalen Hurts. Like, what are we doing here? Like, the the actual calls I wasn't the biggest fans of. You know, throwing a fade to a running back. Like, come on, what is that? But, like, the decisions at the time. I mean, you were down two. It was fourth and ten. It was right around his range. Like, I I, I don't – I can't blame him for giving him a shot. So, I, I didn't really disagree with any of the fourth down decisions Maybe the play calls, I would like to see something a little bit different.
1: Yeah, I, I, I would not have kicked the field goal. I'm okay being aggressive. In some of those instances, yeah, I, I agree with you on the play call aspect. Another Texer says, the Florida game was the outlier of the season. Kentucky's defense was flying around and group tackling, and no one was gaining an extra yard against them. Since then, it's been putrid. They are just standing around watching each other, hoping someone makes the tackle on their own. They miss a tackle, it's another five or ten yards before fi- someone finally gets them down. It's embarrassing. Yeah, it's bad. It's not not what we're used to from UK's defense, not what we we're anticipating. And it does seem like, Roush, that Florida game maybe was the outlier.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. And But, like, also the way that Florida – like, it's easier to group tackle when you're in condensed formations like Florida was versus Tennessee having – like. It is it is wild to watch them line up, and, like, there's just a cornerback, like, lining up 25 yards away from the rest of the team. You know, like, they they, they really do uh, give you trouble in space, but that's why you have to just fit the runs better. And when you have guys, like, I felt like a lot of times in this game, Tennessee would kind of run into a wall of players, but then their guys would, like, spin out of it and get seven yards. That was the the frustrating part, is that, like, you kind of had the run stopped, but then they would turn it into like five or six or seven yards out of that. And that was the, that was the aggravating yards that really added up on Saturday.
1: Can uh, Jones transfer back to Texas state? He constant he consistently misses tackles and assignments, big third and seven. And the running back didn't even have to block him on the Milton run. That's gross stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Not, not great play from him at all. Um, also makes you appreciate, too, just, like, how good, like, Yusuf Corker and D. West were because that – if you got a physical tackle at that safety position, you make all the difference in the world. Uh, at least we dominated Florida. Kentucky won't make a bowl this year, but we can at least say we beat a subpar Florida team. Once again, issues we have seen all season popped up again tonight, immature and undisciplined. I, where, where are you talking about undisciplined? They had four penalties for 20 yards. Maybe Stoops should take a page out of Cal's playbook and tell everyone we are young and we need to get to see more time. Of course, they will make dumb mistakes because they haven't been
1: there before. You think U.K. football is not undisciplined, Roush?
0: They have four penalties for 20 yards. What, what did you, they have the
1: game before? Who cares? They're coming off a bye week. Why? Well, no, 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 no,
0: no, no. We can't. We can't. No, no, no. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. You, they are undisciplined, but you
1: can't just like – They are no. undisciplined. So why are you arguing otherwise? What's the but point they of didn't, they argue, But they Their didn't commit penalties. Team. No they didn't commit are, penalties last game like that. You can't like we can't you can make undisciplined more than just penalties. Roush, this is an undisciplined football team. Don't die on this hill trying to. So, but are, but guys. are they
0: undisciplined because they didn't tackle well? Like is that yes. is that discipline? Yeah.
1: Yes, that's discipline. Okay, right,
0: if, if you want to call that discipline then that's fine. That's 100% like, I,
1: discipline. Some people would say that falling down and allowing a wide receiver to catch a 52-yard touchdown pass is being undisciplined. I think that would, that's
0: just failing to execute. But well, like if you just, were call if you want to call if you want to put that in undiscipline, discipline then I'll, I'll call for that. It's just that most people just associate it with penalties and like the only time they committed penalties was the two false starts back to back, which was dumb and then they got like a 20-yard gain and it was fine. Which but I mean, like
1: again, undisciplined there too. But, yeah, undisciplined can be more than just penalties. If anybody arguing that this U.K. football team is anything but undisciplined, they're not watching.
0: Okay, yeah, but my thing, TJ, is like penalties – are like Kentucky committing penalties, which is usually how they use to describe that, was not what cost them that game. Like they did clean that up, and like you got to – hat tip them for not making a bunch of boneheaded penalties. Like they made that a point of emphasis, and they cleaned it up in the bout week. Like – I'm going yeah. to I'm going to give them credit for that, but to your because point, like I, I do 120
1: agree. 20 yards of penalties, though, I don't know if I'm really like clapping for them because of that. Admittedly,
0: I mean they got rid of it though. They fixed that problem. I mean they didn't
1: week. get rid of it because they still had four penalties. You know, like I mean the teams, teams are, are going to commit,
0: but teams commit penalties like that happens. Like they're they're 18 year olds. Uh, but to your point, TJ, I so I side with you typically, but like. Normally, like, in the last two weeks, just undisciplined has all been, like, committing penalties. That's, like, the only thing that pe- – but, like, yeah, they got to – they didn't tackle. They fell down. That was bad. I, I would put it in their umbrella, too. Um, so, is it okay for fans to lose their minds when Stoops says we got to get back to work after another disappointing loss, like Cal says, when they say I haven't seen him? Asking for many friends who only listen to a radio show from 10 to 12, waiting to be told what they can and can't cheer for and believe. I mean, like, I don't even – Sure, be mad. Do whatever. Wish the transit property was a real thing in college football. This game would have been a breeze the way we handled Florida. Wow, noises. I'm in a glass case of emotion. I know, right? It does go back to, like, Tennessee can't win at Florida, and that that kind of just <laughs> – and Kentucky can't beat Tennessee. Like, it's weird how in college football these things pop up, and that's why there is reason to be somewhat concerned at Mississippi State because Kentucky just hasn't won there. That team stinks but like they just haven't won at that stadium it's night game yeah
1: a texture says defense couldn't stop friends playing toss in the parking lot another texture says death by dink and dunk mm-hmm. the dink and dunk also was a lot of just missed tackles too not so much i mean yeah kirby says heads up year 11 and we shoot ourselves in the foot over and over and have terrible clock management Soup's is my guy, but he's got to figure out a way to get over this hump and win big games and beat Tennessee. To think we refuse every, re, to think we refuse everything basketball asks for, give soups all he wants, and this is our product. Yeah, I'm. What do you? The, the, come on. The sad realization is the stupid, annoying basketball football. It's gonna be here until one of those coaches is gone. Is, Man, I think I it's I, gonna
0: be here forever, TJ. Like I think that's like a us problem now.
1: I think it'll be here till one of these coaches is gone. And then even then you're, you may be right, but uh, it'll just basketball will do bad. And people are going to say stuff. Football will do bad. People are going to say stuff. It's never going anywhere. And both of these coaches have said things that are going to be used against them when things don't go their way. Um, But that being said, I want both coaches here. I want Cal leading the basketball program. I want suitfully in the football program, but both can be criticized. Both are not without blame. Both have given fans some of the best moments of our fandom in these respected sports, and they've really been frustrating at other times. It's sports, folks. I think we kind of get the routine of how this works. I think we're just – expectations go a long way with all of this. And that's been Cal's issues. He set the bar so high, and then he couldn't meet that bar. He hasn't been able to meet it as of late. Stoops kind of did the same. He has set the bar was set very high this season. Roush, we were pumped for the, uh, you know, I think a lot of people said eight and four, which is still theoretically, obviously possible. But uh, I said nine and three. Some people were thinking even better than that. It's just uh, it hasn't lived up to as good as we thought it was going to be. Uh, it's been close. Um, it's probably been closer than people want to give it credit for, but it doesn't matter. We thought it was going to be better.
0: What's the time thing? Because I've seen that multiple times. I didn't. What well, what are we mad about time management this week for?
1: I don't know what specifically it is with this week, um, right?
0: Like, cause I, I somebody else told me that's, like yeah, Stoops doesn't know the clock rules, and I was I, I I just I don't know what. I don't I don't yeah I don't I don't know where that's coming from, but um, looks to me like Merrill is no better than Leary a portal bus I don't know who Merrill. I don't. Graham Mertz,
1: what... I'm guessing, is maybe what they meant.
0: Maybe, yeah. What's so bleeping hard about wrapping up on a tackle? I wish someone would punch Hypo uh, in the face.
1: No, no need to be punching people.
0: Nope. Well, the ball and calls not bouncing our way. The catch before halftime is trash vitiating, and Tennessee just doing to a field goal. Can we get lucky in one of these games? It'd be nice. It'd be real nice, Clark.
1: It was like you knew that field goal was going to matter, too. But of yes. course it did course it did
0: third and 11 at the edge of field goal range. We throw a bomb down the field <laughs> out of bounds. What the actual hell are we doing? It's probably a 35% chance of success. At least try and get some yards and make it to not make it a 53 yard field goal. Just stupid play calling. Yeah, man, that was that, that, that like, it's like Liam Cohn was doing so great. And then he just lost his mind at like the 35 yard line goes wildcat screen inside, which those inside screens have not worked all year. And then just chuck it down the field. Like I I don't I'm sure I'm sure part of the chucking it down the field was like the stuff on the inside was covered up so he had to get rid of it and not take a sack. Um but that's still it was just gosh, that was it's not great down there in that, those situations.
1: Yeah, that that was more of like I don't I don't know if I'd church it up to clock management, but sometimes it was just like play decision making that just didn't check out for me. That texture summed it up pretty well, right there. Does Samson for Tennessee have a force field around him? We simply cannot tackle him. We had Samson wrapped up for a loss at least three times, and he turned them all into big gains. Yeah, that was frustrating.
0: Yeah, very frustrating. And also felt like Milton was so close to being sacked like five times. They they got him twice, but you thought they'd have a couple more.
1: Mm-hmm. That was just, I mean, just disappointing game because I just don't think after watching Tennessee's it, Tennessee's that good. You can like definitively be like, is Tennessee better than Kentucky? I don't know, but they just went into your home stadium and, and they left with a win. So, uh, cats just need to take it. They just need to win. They just need to win football games. They need to beat Mississippi state in a really, really bad way. You you don't beat Mississippi state. And it really is just like you're, you're playing for Louisville at that point. That's not a spot that I think anybody really thought UK would be in this year or that we wanted to be in, but That's really what's on the line with the Mississippi State game. You beat Mississippi State, and then, like, all right, let's have some fun against Alabama, see what happens. If that doesn't go well, it's still, all right, hey, last two games of the year, kind of against rivals. You want to keep your head above South Carolina in the pecking order, then the obvious one is the Louisville game. But if you beat Mississippi State, Roush, it's almost just, all right, Alabama's going to wax you. You're probably not going to win at South Carolina. Then it's just all circled on that Louisville game. and if you can end on a high note.
0: You also need to stop the bleeding and make sure you're bowl eligible too. Because I don't know about you, but I don't want to go into those final three games, being like, are they even going to play in the bowl season? Like, oh, you yeah. need, no, you do You need to get there.
1: You don't want to so. be five and six going to the U of L game with your tail between your leg, Louisville, you know, ten and one at that point, knowing they're going to be in the ACC championship game. All right, unfortunately, we're just going to have to probably block this number if they're just going to text in fifteen times in the show.
0: That's what I told him. Yeah. Yeah, it's thanks ridiculous. for saying that. Is he just, yeah. like, mad? And no, like- he's it's just, just like, being it's just a
1: child. Yeah. just, like, obviously a, a child texting in, which is funny. Like, good old laughing emojis, they they serve a time and place, but we can't have the text line being blown up with that every two seconds. That
2: was the guy 12 messages in 10 minutes the other day on yeah. Friday.
1: Yeah, and I was like, you know, I may block him just because, like, that they're they're spamming it, but maybe they'll have something that we should probably touch on. No, they're not. It's just emojis, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Now they're spelling by, but they're spelling it wrong.
0: It's definitely gone. a
1: kid. He you gone. would think a kid. You think a kid would be um, smarter.
0: No yeah, well, At least have not. like
1: autocorrect and just follow that. But no big deal. Well, you, you can't autocorrect like auto
0: doesn't work when you text into green.
1: We like haters and losers on the text line, but we just can't have it being like flooded, unfortunately. Yeah. I'm certain Georgetown College would beat Georgetown University. Uh, it was funny, Roush. A lot of people at the Halloween party did, did did not know that it was not Georgetown University.
0: Oh, that's fun.
1: I was like, it's the one in it's the one in Kentucky. Georgetown's in Kentucky. Well, well yeah, this one is. <laughs> a texter says Rob Dillingham, starting point guard. I feel like that's going to be a conversation at some point, if it's not already. Um, well, it's not really already, but it will be at some point.
0: Yeah, it will be. Um, but I I think a lot of it should come down to does he play defense or not, you know?
1: And I think Um, so many people too, like me, when I say so many people, me, I'm talking about myself. Once UK got both of them, roused, it was like, well, who cares? You know, we'll figure that out. And I think everybody just kind of defaulted to like, well, Wagner's going to be the starting point guard because he's ranked higher. But I think all along, like if Wagner had gone to UofL and UK had Dillingham, we'd probably be like, Dillingham may be the better point guard. You know, we'd probably talk <laughs> ourselves into that. Once UK got both of them, it was like, well, who cares who's better? We'll figure it out in time. And we will. And we'll get through this Thornton's text line in time. It's uh not, not the show we wanted to do today, but we'll get through yep. it. Halloween tomorrow. We'll have a spooky good time. Tuesday edition of Roll Call. This is KRC on the big Axe. TJ Walker, Nick Rouse, Justin Kalen. We'll see you on Tuesday. I